Welcome to Impact, where we focus on helping you grow a business that amplifies your unique genius, multiplies your income, and transforms lives. Each episode, you'll discover an actionable framework based on what's working right now for top brands and thought leaders. In this episode, you'll learn how to create content that grabs the attention of your intended market and a five-part framework for knowing exactly what message your potential customer needs to hear in order to progress toward doing business with you. Hello, thank you for listening. I'm Jason Van Orden, your host. I want you to think about the words marketing and sales. What do they bring to mind? So often when we hear those words, what comes to mind is the quintessential used car salesman, this idea of creating demand where demand didn't exist in order to sell you a thing that you may or may not need. But the truth is, really good marketing and sales doesn't have to resort to these kinds of tactics, but it requires understanding the mindset of those you want to reach, of your intended market. Imagine for a moment that you're at a cocktail party and somebody overhears you talking about how you want to buy a car. They immediately interject, thrust their hand out, hand you a business card and a business card and say, we've got some of the highest performance, fastest cars available. Come on down and talk to me. Now, this would be a total disconnect if they missed the part of the conversation earlier where you expressed you had a family and safety, for instance, was one of the most important things to you when buying a car. The ease of storing things and taking it around to various places like soccer practices and such was, is also an important criteria to you. Wouldn't it be far more effective if the person who wanted to help you buy a car first took the time to understand where you were at right now, what was motivating your decisions, what needs were most important to you. And that's where so much of marketing and sales falls flat. It fails to have the level of empathy that is so important if you want to truly connect with people, earn their trust, and show them the value of what you offer. One of my favorite quotes that relates to marketing and research, or marketing and sales comes from a man by the name of Robert Collier, who was an author, a researcher, and one of the most renowned sales copywriters of the past, still to this day studied by many copywriters. And a quote that's attributed to him that I often refer to and use when teaching marketing and sales is this. He says, or said rather, always enter the conversation already taking place in the mind of your prospect. In other words, you got to know where they're at. You got to meet them where they're at before you can hope to then add to the conversation what it is that you want to propose to them. If I could sum that up in one word, it would be empathy, which I often say is the most important word in marketing and business. What is their experience right now? What are their challenges? What are their questions? What are the criteria that are most important to them? What are the factors that motivate their decisions? What is it that's going to lead them to say yes to one solution over another? These are the things you want to understand. And when you do, you're able to approach and interact with your intended market in a far more empathetic and authentic way that doesn't require at all resorting to tactics that can often feel, again, inauthentic or icky, to use that word, in your marketing and sales. 
So what does that mean to enter a conversation already going on in the mind of your prospect? Again, using the example of the cocktail party, had the person first asked some questions and understood what was most important to you when buying a car, then they might have been able to then suggest to you a car that actually would fulfill those needs rather than talking you into something or trying to talk you into something that simply wasn't what was going to meet your needs. In other words, marketing and sales are most effective when they speak to the things that your intended audience is already thinking about on a regular basis, the things that they already need, they already want, and a language that they already use. I often talk about two words that are needed in marketing, sales, and branding, and those are relevance and resonance. Relevance is when you are speaking to a top-of-mind interest or issue for your audience. What is it that they are actively aware of a problem, a pain, an unfulfilled desire, and that they are actively looking right now for a solution for those things, as opposed to speaking about your solution too soon in that conversation, in that process, and having a disconnect with what they are thinking and wanting in this very moment. And how well do you know that process that they go through when making a decision about what to invest their time and money and energy in. And when you better understand the process that a consumer goes through when making these decisions, you will better be able to, again, meet them where they are at and have an authentic interaction conversation with them over time. And assuming they are your ideal customer, your ideal audience, have them come to a point where you can put that call to action in front of them and they will happily follow suit. They will happily do business with you or whatever it is that you want to inspire them to do. When somebody first shows up to your website, when somebody first encounters your content, when they first maybe see you speaking on a stage, what are they showing up with already in their mind? What are the beliefs, the values, the wants, the desires that are already there in their mind? These are the things that are going to affect how they, first of all, whether or not they stop to pay attention to what it is you have to say, but then also how they filter through those things and decide whether to continue giving you their attention and whether to lend you any trust and an opportunity an opportunity to earn more of that trust with, with time. And this is something that Robert Collier understood very well. He said, study your reader, find out what interests them, then study your proposition, your value proposition, your product, your service, to see how it can tie into those interests that they already have. And so in this episode, I want to share with you a framework, a five-part framework that will help you piece together the stages of thinking and feeling that your intended prospect goes through when they first come across, you know, from that moment that they first discover you and your content and your message all the way up to that point that they have an opportunity to do business with you. And when you understand that process and each of the critical phases that somebody goes through before making that decision, then you are better able to craft the kind of content, the kind of language, the communication in your branding, in your marketing, in your sales that will then effectively lead them down, as I call it, that garden path to that point of doing business with you. Understanding this framework will make it much easier to identify exactly what your ideal prospect or customer needs to hear in order to come to that point of 
believing and trusting and wanting to invest time, money, and energy into what it is that you offer. The framework I'm going to share with you is called the Customer Awareness Spectrum. You may have heard of this before. I have my own version that I'm going to be sharing with you because I find that there are a couple things missing from the traditional customer awareness spectrum that gets talked about in marketing and sales. But this is a useful framework for mapping out the stages that your potential customer is going to go through from the first time they hear about you and your brand and your message all the way up until they decide to, whether or not to buy from you. This framework is really useful for creating marketing and sales messaging. It's a roadmap of the different types of content you need to create along the way in order to craft what I call that garden path that you lead them down until that point at which they buy from you. And so when you understand each of these stages, you can make sure that you're speaking and sharing, speaking to them and sharing with them the right things at each stage in order to progress them to the next stage. Because they need to go through each of these stages of the spectrum in order to arrive at that point of saying yes to your product or service. So by understanding this framework, it's going to ensure that you don't miss anything vital in your messaging. You don't want to lose anybody along the way. What happens when you don't understand these different phases is that there's a disconnect, a disconnect between where they're at right now and what's going on in their mind and what you are saying. And when there's that disconnect, they end up tuning out and going elsewhere. And you're just going to lose the opportunity to gain their attention, earn their trust and have them do business with you. So as I outline this customer awareness spectrum for you, I want you to think about the kinds of things you would need to say to a potential customer at each of these stages. So again, this is all about that quote from Robert Collier, enter the conversation already taking place in the mind of your customer, meet them where they're at. And this spectrum is going to help you to do that. So here are the five stages of the customer awareness spectrum. And we're going to dive into each of these more specifically. First of all, it starts at a stage of pain awareness. Second, the stage of problem awareness, then third solution awareness, then fourth, you awareness, and fifth, now awareness. Again, if you've heard of the customer awareness spectrum before, this is probably a little bit different than what you've read about. This is my own modified version because I found that others are a little bit incomplete and that this really brings it into sharp view, each of the things you need to consider to earn their trust up to that point of them saying yes. Now, as usual, I've prepared for you a download. This one is a visual download of the customer awareness spectrum. In fact, there are two different ones that each show different information about those phases. And it becomes a really handy reference, again, whenever you're deciding what kind of content to create, whether whenever you're checking your messaging or your offers for completeness and making sure that they will meet your customer where they are at right now. So if you want to download that framework, you can go to impactdownloads.com forward slash customer awareness. One more time, that's impactdownloads.com forward slash customer awareness. Enter your email address and I'll immediately send to you the diagram of this framework to reference as we go along. One of the best ways for me to illustrate the customer awareness spectrum and define each of the phases for you is to use an example. In fact, I have two different examples. One is going to be from the perspective of the consumer and putting you 
in the place of the consumer. And then after that, I want to share an example from the perspective of a thought leader in a thought leader business communicating with their audience and their intended marketplace. So first, imagine that you are experiencing symptoms. This is going to be a medical health example. Imagine you're experiencing symptoms. For several months, you've had chronic fatigue. And it's gotten to the point where you realize there's something else going on here. And so at this point, you are at the pain awareness stage. There are symptoms, there are problems, there's something here that you want to alleviate and you've decided, I I need to, you know, now you're actively aware of this thing and looking for help with it. And so you start looking around and as often we do, for better or worse, we go online and maybe start searching and looking for some clues as to why we're experiencing these symptoms. So with the chronic fatigue, you start doing your research and after looking at a few different sites, reading a couple of articles, you decide, well, I think what's going on here is I have some kind of sleep disorder. Even though you've been getting a good seven, eight hours of sleep, you still have this chronic fatigue after months. So clearly something's hindering the quality of your sleep. That's that's what the conclusion you've come to. And so now you are problem aware. That is the problem causing the underlying pain, sleep disorder leading to chronic fatigue. But to be sure, you decide, well, I want to go see a specialist. So you set an appointment with the doctor and they you know, assess the situation, they run a couple of, of tests or evaluations. And in fact, after checking things over, the doctor explains to you that it's not a sleep disorder and rather what you are dealing with is a thyroid condition. In fact, a, a hyperactive thyroid and that's what's causing your body to feel so fatigued because your metabolism's revved up all of the time. It's elevating your temperature and there are a lot of other indications that that is what's going on. So now what's happened is the doctor has given you the true explanation and now you're really problem aware. You thought you were problem aware, but you had misdiagnosed the problem. You you, you did your best, but you decided that it was something other than what it was. And this is often what's going to take place even with your intended customers. You know, they've got research they've done or things they've tried or they've had conversations with people and there might be some myths or misconceptions or things that have led their assumptions astray and had them misidentify what it is that's causing the underlying pains or symptoms that they're dealing with. So now you're really problem aware. You understand the true problem and the doctor starts laying out your options and giving you different potential solutions to the situation. So one is to take a pill that will bring that thyroid level back down and after a while it might go into remission or you can have the thyroid taken out to ensure this never happens again but then you'll have to take thyroid medicine the rest of your life or another solution is to potentially change your diet and that could bring it under control because it's due to autoimmune disease and you know explains that whole thing that the autoimmune response could be stopped by some dietary changes so those are three different solutions that are now available to you. You are aware of the solutions and now it's up to you to make a choice as to which one you want to go with. So let's say you go ahead and decide at this point that you would like to get some help and do the nutrition route other than, you know, rather than have a medical intervention like a drug or, or uh, surgery. So you've chosen a solution and that brings you to the fourth phase, which is you awareness. Now, when it's you that are the expert, the service provider, the person who is reaching out to help the consumer, you awareness is that point at which 
they've not only chosen your solution, but they've also chosen that you are the person they want to help them implement that solution. So coming back to our medical example from the consumer's point of view, if the solution you decide is I would like to work on my nutrition, then of course you got to go and find, you know, maybe you get some referrals to a nutrition expert, a coach or somebody like that, that will help guide you through the needed changes for your particular circumstances in order to bring that autoimmune condition into check. So that you awareness level is where, you know, the consumers made a decision about who they are going to, whose help they are going to enlist and invest their time and money and energy into. And then the final step is now awareness. I mean, how often do we have something that we're, we're dealing with, something we want to solve, a goal we want to achieve, an unfulfilled need, whatever it might be. We choose our, we understand the problem, we choose a solution, we, we, we know which path is best for us. But we still just decide, yeah, not yet, maybe someday later. And it might be because, you know, we're afraid of certain risks we might be taking or we're afraid of the costs of it or there's just too much going on in life and, and it isn't become a priority enough. But now imagine that the doctor is checking in with you and finds out that you haven't actually made any changes now a couple months after your a couple months after your diagnosis and going through all the different solutions you can have and they help you understand that the further you go down the road here the more time goes by without taking action on a solution the more a danger your body is because of course an elevated metabolism wreaks all kinds of havoc you can have weight gain and it's affecting your sleep that leads to problems right so helping the doctor helps you understand like look it's really in your best interest to do something about it now it's going to cost you more in the long term to wait than to actually do something about this immediately and that's the final stage that and now that now awareness stage and every consumer goes through this in their buying cycle sometimes it happens faster than other than others but there's always that little decision or sometimes big decision in their minds that they have to decide, okay, yeah, is now the time that I'm going to go ahead and invest in making this happen? And that's your job as the expert to help them realize what it's costing them not to do anything so that they make that decision earlier. So that's the first example to share is from the consumer's point of view, you know, if you put yourself in that uh, that position of having the symptoms, being pain aware, then diagnosing yourself and then going to the doctor and then you're really problem aware, having the solutions presented to you, solution aware, you awareness. Now you're choosing the person to take you through the solution. And now awareness, you've made that decision. Okay, I'm going to do it now and not quote unquote someday later, which someday later often means not at all. So now we're going to go into a second example and this time from the perspective of the thought leader or the service or product provider. And I'm going to use the example of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is an approach that many therapists use and, and it's often used for anxiety, learning how to better be aware of your, your thoughts and how they cause feelings and then reactions inside of your body and so forth and learning coping me- mechanisms for affecting those thoughts and therefore the feelings and the bodily responses. That's about as much as you need to understand about that. But this example starts at the first phase, again, of pain awareness. So the intended customer are people who are experiencing anxiety, wondering why they're having that anxiety, and now they're, they're looking for potential solutions. And there's a lot of different things out there. There's medicines you can take. There are different modalities of, of uh, therapy. There's you know emotional freedom technique, and tap, often called tapping, and the list goes on and on, right? So at the pain awareness stage, you as the expert, let's say you're the expert in cognitive behavioral therapy, you offer you know, coaching and, and programs about anxiety using CBT frameworks. 
So at this first stage, again, your potential customer, they have this pressing pain that they want alleviated and they're not necessarily like aware of their different options that are available to them. They're, they're kind of looking for which path might be best or to better understand what's causing the, the pain of anxiety in this case. And this is often where you're going to need to meet your audience. You know, in this case, the person doesn't even know what cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT for short, what it is. At, at this point, if you came out of the gate with a message about CBT and being aware of thoughts and changing thoughts and how they cause feeling that, you know, the, the person wouldn't even realize that that was relating necessarily to their problem because there's a disconnect there. So your job as the expert is first in the pain aware stage to speak to their top of mind desires and pains. So in this case, it would be saying, you know, Hey, are you dealing with anxiety? You know, and it's getting in the way of your life and you want to catch their attention by talking about these pains in the language that they use and empathizing with them, showing that you understand the experience that they're going through, either because maybe you've gone through it yourself before. So often our intended customer is a past version of ourselves, or perhaps just because you've done your research or you work with people like that. And so you can, that's, that's where you can really pull up this, this empathy for the pain and using the language that's going to resonate with them and talk about the anxiety in a way that's relevant and resonant and have them perk up and go, okay, I need to listen more. This looks like it's something that could help me. And this is what it's going to take in order to cut through the noise and get the attention of those people that you want to reach and serve most. Because we all have all this input that's coming at us every single day in order to grab attention, to reach through that noise and grab their attention, you've got to be highly relevant. And that's the importance of this pain awareness stage and the empathy that goes along with it. So once you've got that attention, now you move to the next phase to help with problem awareness. And so keeping in mind that there's a good chance that they've found and consumed some misinformation, that maybe they, they have some preconceived notions, some myths, some assumptions that could lead them down the wrong path. Your job at this point is to educate them, is to clear the, fo- clear the fog and lay the foundation in order for you to present the solution that you want them to consider. So in the case of the cognitive behavioral therapy example, You would want to talk about things like, well, here's how our thoughts work and how our thoughts affect feelings and our feelings cause different responses in our body and anxieties are just a response to fear. And so in order to be able to have a different response, we need to be aware of our thoughts, you know, all those things that would go along with then being able to present cognitive behavioral therapy as your solution. So at the problem aware stage, you're doing some education, you're reducing the overwhelm, you're hopefully removing some of that, uh, you know, fear and confusion that might be going on so that you can then serve up to them the ideal solution that you want them to consider. And that brings us then to the solution awareness stage. And to, to bring them up to the solution awareness stage, what you need to do is you want to share an overview of what your solution is and why you think that it's the best one for them. So this is where it's perfect to present them with a framework or a diagram or a roadmap or share a story or give examples that in a very compelling and visceral way that they can relate with shows them what's possible when it comes to your solution and shows them why your solution is better than other things that they might have heard of that they might be considering. You know, what what is unique about your approach? So as the cognitive behavioral expert here, at this point, you'd be talking about maybe research and why it's proven so effective in helping people to be more aware of their thoughts and rewire those thoughts and approach things in a different way to lessen their anxiety. 
once you've established that your solution is the best one for them, then it's time to move into the you awareness stage. It's really about making sure that they trust you. They trust that you have their best interests in mind. You're capable of bringing about their best interest. You're demonstrating your credibility, your expertise. You're offering a proof as to why you are the best one to help them with the solution that you've just presented to them. So if you've got them ready to try cognitive behavioral therapy, this stage is about having them invest in you helping to facilitate that, whether through a course or coaching or whatever, whatever your offer might be. And this is where that resonance piece comes in. Earlier I said it's about relevance and resonance and relevance was that pain awareness and connecting with where they're at and empathizing with it and having them see it's like, okay, yeah, this is speaking to something that's a top of mind issue for me. But right here, as you get to completing that you awareness stage, you want them resonating with you. They want to know that you have a shared sense of vision and values that you're the kind of person that they might, you know, hang out with. You know, that's, that's where trust comes from, shared sense of meaning. And so this is where, you know, sharing your own story, your origin story, or sharing the story of how you, uh, you know, why it's so important for you to do this work, what drives and fuels you to do this work other than just making money. These are all things that help to earn that personal trust so that you are the person in the end that they decide to go ahead and do their work with. Now, the truth of the matter is, is if you've done a good job with the pain awareness stage, the problem awareness stage, and the solution awareness stage, you've probably already established a good amount of that trust in your expertise and in who you are. And that stuff comes down to really good messaging. And I'd point you back to uh, the the earlier episode that we did about the magnetic messaging framework where I have you dive into those five different pillars and help you come up with a good way of describing the purpose that underlies what it is that you do. And this is a great way for people then to see who you are and make that decision of, you know, we, we all want to do business with somebody that, you know, we believe in who they are and how they, you know, there's something about how they make us feel. They're about something about how they make us think. And particularly in a business, a thought leadership business where you are the brand, you know, it's a personal brand and who you are is a big reason why people will choose to do business with you. This is that opportunity to really lean into that and have them connect with you in that meaningful way. And that brings us to the final stage, which is the now awareness stage. You know, they can understand cognitive behavioral therapy. They can under, they can believe that it's the best solution for them. They could even believe that you have everything that they can totally trust you to help them implement that solution in their lives. And still they might decide to just put it off until someday later. You know, life gets in the way or they're still you know, worried about, well, what if it doesn't work? Uh, you know, maybe they're price sensitive. Whatever the case may be, they might still not make the jump and invest time, money, and energy in your solution. So this is the final piece of the puzzle. How do you get them to take action right now, especially when it's so much easier for our minds to go to a place of just not taking action and telling ourselves, yeah, maybe someday later I'll do something about this. So what can you do without being manipulative or using tactics? You know, we've seen all the scarcity tactics and urgency tactics and you know, I'm, I'm fine with saying, you know, there's only limited amount of spots in here. So if you want to get in, you need to sign up or saying, hey, the course starts on such and such date. So here's the deadline. When you can authentically do so, urgency and scarcity, they help with this now awareness and helping people to make the decision to get started right now. There's another way to go about this now awareness stage, and that is to simply be of service to consult them and help them see what it's costing them to do nothing, what it's costing them to stand still 
right now and not move forward with a solution. Let's go back to the chronic fatigue and thyroid autoimmune disease example. You know, clearly there, if you were, say, that nutritionist coach, you could genuinely tell them, it's like, look, when you are dealing with a situation like this and your thyroid is constantly spiking, it's really taking a toll on your body and eventually there are some high risks involved. So it's very important to take care of that now because you're losing muscle mass and you're losing, right? So by consulting them in what it's costing them in their health, maybe costing them monetarily, maybe costing them in time, costing them in lack of fulfillment or stress, you know, what is it that they are missing out on if they don't go ahead and commit right now to a solution, to moving forward? If you're a personal finance expert, you might talk about, well, here's the amount of money that people typically save by implementing my personal finance methodologies. And here's what people have to say about the stress that it removes from their life. So you're showing them, it's like, if you don't move forward, this is money you're missing out on. And this is stress that's going to continue to affect you. If you're a career coach at the now awareness stage, you might point out, it's like, look, there are a lot, so many opportunities are going to open up to you once we work together and refine your resume and define your dream job and get you applied to those jobs. You're going to have so many more options than what you have right now. And by not moving forward, you're giving up those options. It's an opportunity cost or something I hear quite often when I help people launch their first online course is they'll say, wow, this has been so impactful for my business. I wish I had done it sooner. They realized that there was an opportunity cost, something they missed out on their people that they could have been helping an additional income stream. They could have had that whole time and that they let things get in the way and they wish they had started sooner. So sometimes I will point that out to people. It's like, I often hear this from people in this position. So it's something to consider. So Whatever way you can do that, again, in a very authentic, genuine serv- uh, you know, spirit of service and, and helping them. We're not trying to twist anybody's arm, but we're giving them all the information they need to make the most informed decision in their best interests as they see it. And part of that is helping them understand and weigh the costs of moving forward with your solution or not, you know, choosing not to move forward or even choosing another solution that they might be considering as well. Often this now, this now awareness stage is taking place at the point of the sale. So this is language on your sales page. This is stuff you might say in a sales phone call with a prospective customer or client. So there you have it. That's the customer awareness spectrum, a very handy framework when it comes to working out your messaging, when it comes to deciding what kind of content you need to create at different stages of the customer journey. I find it helpful for determining what the best offers are to put out there and making, you know, I want to ensure that I'm meeting my market where they're at and that there's not a disconnect between what I'm creating for them or saying to them and what they're understanding or receiving or what's top of mind for them. Because any kind of confusion or disconnection is just going to lead people to go elsewhere or to just say no to the offer that I put out there. And that's not what we want to happen. That's not what we want to happen for your business because I know you want to be able to reach and help more people. You want the value that you offer to be well understood out there in the world so you can maximize your impact and also have a healthy and growing business. As a reminder, I've prepared for you a downloadable version of this framework we've gone over today, the customer awareness spectrum. It's a diagram, in fact, two copies of the diagram, one that shows you what's going on from the perspective of the consumer and one that shows you the types of things that you should be talking about in your marketing and your content at each stage of the spectrum. You can download that now by going to impactdownloads.com forward slash customer awareness. One more time, that's impactdownloads.com forward slash customer awareness.
In the next episode, I'm going to talk about how you can harness the laws of physics to grow your business. This is especially helpful for those times when there's something really important that you need to do in your business, but for whatever reason, it keeps getting put off. And the longer that goes on, the more of your energy it drains and the harder it gets to go back and accomplish this thing that needs to be moved forward in order for your business to thrive. So that's in the next episode, and we'll talk to you soon.